Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laps along the way. In this episode, instant beer. Just add water. Use your 3D printer to build a cheesecake. Is marijuana bad? Well, unless you don't use it, then using it is good. Plus a few helpful tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalavudis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Hey kids, you know what time it is? <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Welcome to another amazing episode of the Kinetic Live podcast. I am your host, Mike Shalvudis, and I'm with my good friend, Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Who is sitting over here in my seat. It's a great day for a great day, Mark. How great a day is it? It's a great day. Oh, okay. What would make this great day even better? Milkshake. Milkshakes are good. But what if you're later in the day and maybe watching a ball game? Uh, root beer float? Well, what if you want something a little stronger than root beer? But you don't have a lot of room to carry a lot of soggy, wet, drippy, liquidy drink. Heavy liquids? Are you talking about powdered beer? Oh, wouldn't that be something to have? Instant beer, just add water. So at the baseball game, they're going to hand you a water bottle and throw a packet of powder at you? No, I was thinking more instead of spending $35 for a beer, people would just say, can I have some water in a cup? <laughs> <laughs> the Well, of course, a powdered beer created to uh, save on I guess, the uh, effects of shipping, that beer is 90%, 90-plus percent water, so if you remove the water... And then have to just supply the water when you're at your final destination. Uh, it makes things much cheaper to ship. And of course, it was created, and I don't even know, would you call this the, the fatherland of, of beer creation? Yes, but the great thing about this is just try to pronounce the name of the guy who did it. I think he's a monk. Yeah, he's a monk. Kloster Browerai Nuzel. That's, that's a. That's a mouthful. That's a badass name for a monk. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, Klausterbrow sounds like a beer-related name oh, right yeah. off the thing. So, and what I really like is it was this guy, along with technology partners, funded, I love this, by BMW w. Little I, which I'm going, okay, so which, like, 530i injected car are we talking here? It's but a- that's actually... The Federal Ministry for Economic Affairs and Energy in Germany. Oh, I, I, when I saw it, I just kind of looked past. I just assumed it was, I was like, all right, BMW Investment Fund. Well, that's what Googling things are for. <laughs> to see what is a BMW. Uh, I was saying, oh, good. So the car manufacturer is financing powdered beer for while the ultimate driving experience. <laughs> but it wasn't them. So it's a cabinet-level ministry of the Federal Republic of Germany, and it's a zero-alcohol beer, right? Which here, is anyway. the uh, the negative, but I guess you could add a little bit of a well, it's down the line. a positive if you've had too much of the negative. 
So, but it is a start. Yeah, but that's one thing because I don't know if you could actually dehydrate alcohol. You know, alcohol isn't something that is like some solid yeah. and water. I agree. Okay, so and even though beer is mostly water, the alcohol in it is its own liquid. So now, even personally, you... as the inventor of instant water, just add water. Uh, maybe someone will come up with a powdered alcohol at some point. Well, my thought, my thought would be kind of like a think of, of ramen or something, where it comes with a little packet of uh, of season. Hmm. You would have the packet of beer, the powdered beer, and then a little packet of you know. Like a little, half a shot of alcohol. Proof alcohol. Yeah, that, and then you mix. This is ramen bowl, beer powder, extract powder, and then you firehouse use water. Oh, so he we got our producer has given us suggestions of foods to try after this, and maybe review on another time a podcast. The uh, so this is again, this isn't some great big scientific breakthrough, but it is just plain interesting. Uh, that and as you said, since you're eliminating the water, you're eliminating almost everything you have to carry with you that has to be shipped. And uh, of course, they're not talking forgetting being an alcoholic beer. They're not talking necessarily being the world's greatest beer, just the world's most convenient one. So I don't really think that. But there's a it frothed it up naturally by adding mm-hmm. water, and it kind of mm-hmm. much very very much you know beer consistency. But they did say that I think. Through mid of uh, mid twenty twenty three or or starting mid twenty twenty three, they were going to ship it to areas of like Africa where it's much more difficult to ship yeah. things to and distant parts of Asia. Yeah, like a so test market places that would be happy to have anything easily because if whatever is shipped, they would probably be so expensive because of the cost. Yeah. So and again, as they said, in the homeland of this in Germany. The people are connoisseurs of beer. They ain't putting up with it. So I, what's the word they used in the article? Beer people snob. Who are a little bit less beer snobs would like it. So uh, that's, you know, for lifestyle and uh, getting this, I think because of the way shipping costs have uh skyrocketed oh, for everything. People don't go to stores. Everything's direct to consumers. And so. I know every time... Uh, our own uh, sponsor. It's one of the big things we're always talking about with them over there is what products can you ship at a reasonable, that the products are reasonable price for people to buy? Because that's a big consideration. Are we going to sell them a liquid? Are we going to sell them a gel cap? And it's not just convenient for us, but the liquid has to cost so much more for the same kick because you're just shipping a hundred times as much for the same ingredient mm-hmm so well, and excess weight and they charge by the pound yeah tell me we were talking before a completely other topic but just if you're shipping something let's say to new york city a truckload of something and it's got to come through new jersey what does the truck pay for one toll somebody 125 no you said 225 that was a round trip oh 225 is round trip Oh, well, so economical. That's just a toll. That's not all the costs of gassing the truck and, you know, the labor that you pay. The t- That's just unbelievable. So shipping's a big thing, and this is a big advance. Oh, yeah. No, just the technology in general. And then, like I said, one day, 
might be all all powdered beers with the alcohol already in it and then it just gets to the final location and you just add water and go from there The Kinetic Life Podcast is sponsored by Kinetic Renew. With benefits like anxiety relief that doesn't knock you out, Renew increases energy, focus, and provides brain support. So get on with your day with Renew in liquid or gel caps. Visit KineticLife.com now and try it. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com now. So, I think that's about the limit of that technology, though. What if something were more like Star Trek technology, where you just created the thing, beamed it right there, built it in front of your face? Like a uh, a cheesecake? Maybe oh. a 3D printer created cheesecake? That would be it. That would be what we need. A 3D cheesecake, but I need it to be better than 3D printing foods have been to this point. Well, apparently Columbia University is putting the money into making uh, the most in-depth, uh, structurally sound, multi-flavored, 3D-printed cheesecake mm. that you've ever seen. That, that's why they educate those mechanical engineers there to do important stuff, uh, like uh, a slice of free cheesecake that, compared to... A slice of cheesecake printed the old-fashioned way from 2000, I don't know, 16 or 17, that could maybe have a meager three ingredients and you had to then cook it afterwards and pretend it was anything like what it was supposed to oh, be. Oh, cooks as it makes using two lasers. Two lasers. A, a blue laser and a red near-infrared laser. That, But since the when well, they build it, the layers are so thin, it could cook as it builds. Right, and that's why they added the lasers that weren't part of the printing process. They were part of the cooking process, unless they're part of both. Uh, so it involves, I love this, food-grade syringes with edible inks. There's something you don't hear every day. And this ain't easy because when you're 3D printing, the stuff has to be soft enough to go through a little syringe. Mm-hmm. But viscous enough to hold its form afterwards. And that was a big thing. They had to do this a couple of different times and keep keep altering their program because it wasn't structurally sound. It kind of kept turning into mush. So then what they did here is they thought like architects. What materials, when we design things, what goes where so that it holds together better? And what they basically did, <laughs> they uh, used the... Uh, Taste of a graham cracker mm-hmm. for certain areas that need to be structured better. And the peanut butter. Yeah, I think it was peanut butter. Yeah, I think it was peanut butter, which, just like it sticks to the roof of your mouth, can hold things together. And then there were other layers that had... Uh, Nutella, I think some strawberry oh. jam. Yes, Nutella and the peanut butter supported the banana puree and the strawberry jam. And then after you had those six ingredients, you had the icing was made of cherry juice. And you know, this was probably, I mean, while Columbia put this together, it was probably from a government grant too. So <laughs> this is where our fun tax dollars are going. But but, but they say this is, if, when you get this to a really usable form in a few years, this is number one, more environmentally friendly than present ways of 
sending lots of ingredients and all oh, you know, yeah, and processing that, and cooking. With the programs, you can adjust the program and create a whole bunch of different mm -hmm. dishes using just a handful of different right. ingredients, which is very interesting. And though this is almost by definition processed food, the process is much more controllable and you can uh, keep from losing so much nutritional value and mm. health risk. Also, they're going now really much easier. Let's say people who want to taste a variety of interesting foods, it's much more interesting, uh, much more possible to make uh, varieties of stuff when you can basically, you know, transport it to you. So is this going to be like in 50, 100 years from now, like idiocracy, where people don't even know how to cook anymore? They're mm -hmm. just going to hit a button and cake comes out or... It's going to be... kind of a It's going to be like... The Jetsons complaining, it was a killer day. I had to push three buttons. <laughs> Most people give up just when they're about to achieve success. They quit on the one-yard line. They give up at the last minute of the game, one foot from winning a touchdown. Ross Perot. Before anything else, preparation is the key to success. Alexander Graham Bell. Without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. Benjamin Franklin. To follow without halt, one aim. That's the secret of success. Anna Pavlova. Is marijuana good or bad? That is a good question mark. Mm. It's, it's <laughs> and the mysterious. It, yeah, it's a little bit up for debate. It is a lot up for debate. Mm. And one thing that I like to intro when anyone starts to talk about marijuana is when marijuana was illegal, and people wanted it for a very special reason. They were very quick to attribute all these qualities to it without any proof because that was an excuse to use it for the real reason oh, they yeah. wanted it. A reason to keep And if I would have invented some new, or one of the big pharmaceutical companies would have invented something new and made the claims that people made for marijuana, they'd be out of business now because they would have been sued up to wazoo. You have no proof. No, mm -hmm. you didn't prove it safe. You didn't prove it this. We want... And but because people had an ulterior motive to want it, once it became legal and you can get it, all of a sudden the same people stopping. Wait a second, how do I know it really does this? How do I know it really doesn't do that side effect? And we're finding out it's not nearly the magic thing people think it was, even if it has some good qualities. Oh yeah, it's one percent of what the claims were made, and. The it's no worse than alcohol speech everyone gave, or it's better than alcohol. Well, it may not be worse, but there's no reason to think overall it's better. It has its issues, and that's what's being delved into here. Yeah, so I, the initial article talked about increase in cor uh, coronary artery disease, 34% increase for those who chronically use it. The uh, and, then, and they talked to initially, they weren't sure for the reasoning, but they were looking at, you know, um, apparently, I guess. People that smoked marijuana that, uh, depending on the soil, was um, cultivated in might have higher uh, amount of heavy metals. They believe this connects with that and Alzheimer's. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I had no idea, but, you know, the, these uh, botanists uh, who like to do crossbreeding with their marijuana plants to make them super strong, that apparently super strong uh, or high THC um, strains of marijuana uh, have led to psychiatric disorders, or psychotic disorders. Psychotic. Psychotic disorders, yes. It's a very particular kind of psychiatric disorder. And I know I was told once uh, from a, I guess an enthusiast, would mm. I like to say, uh, that the ratio of the THC to the Canada, to other, the CBD and CBG and all the other ones in there uh, affects, you know, with paranoid, sleepy, this, that. Right. And the that's one of the things that a lot of people, because people, the effect people wanted when it was illegal is the THC. A lot of what they say is the, when they start saying they're good effects and they're way overrated, but that's the CBD. Mm-hmm. So you can actually separate them and, you know, say, well, we did find CBD actually is good for A, but without a THC, people are going, why would I want yeah, it? Yeah, where's, where's the fun? <laughs> yeah. And it's the same thing. There's some things that it does, not nearly as well as other things do it. But people wanted it because of the side effects. Take away the side effects. They're going, why don't they take the more effective medication? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but one interesting thing here, because the way they did this was they looked at, I think, 175,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them were non-users. Some of them were more regular users. They might smoke a few times a week. Are and you some talking of them, the hospital study? Right. And some of them were what we might call addicted. And one of the ways they defined addicted is when it starts affecting your job, your social life, uh, you need it to your function. health, and you can't stop. Which I had no idea that it's actually, they call it, it's a psychological disorder called cannabis use disorder. Oh. That's what they listed as, which... Oh, I thought that's kind of like a drinking problem in the movie Airplane, where he can't find his mouth with the glass. <laughs> so if your cigarette is poking into your nose and your eye and your ear, that's a cannabis use disorder. <laughs> oh, they also didn't account for different ways of smoking, eating, gummies. They said that's in the future. They'll have to separate how you take it. So who, who knew I'd remember that out of the blue? <laughs> no, I, I made a note that it was that they didn't test the difference, which I would imagine for some of the stuff it plays a role. You know, obviously the effects in the lung, but I they're talking about THC actually having inflammatory effect on endothelial cells of the of your circulatory blood vessels. system. Yeah. So, which is, um, I but they, they didn't really get into so much that if it's a, a single use having an effect or there's more on the chronic use, they were t- more on the chronic. I think at one point they said that they didn't find a big difference between the daily users and the non-users, huh. but they found a gigantic chronic difference users. in the chronic <laughs> users. So two things. Um, number one, when you talk about the epithelial cells of the arteries, almost everything being talked about now of eat this, don't eat that, that, this, because you build up plaque, you build up cholesterol, you build up this. You can remember, cholesterol is the bandage. Now, you might eventually die of being choked off by the bandage, but it's damaged epithelial layers of the vessels where these things are getting in, like spackle. Also, the immune cells go in there and they mix with the and they form these clumps and mm-hmm. that ain't good and then the calcium and the calcium but without the calcium the clumps can break off and spread and cause strokes, and, strokes and kill yeah. you so you if you already have the clumps 
afraid that you put calcium in them. But if you don't, you know, if you find out you have a lot of calcium, it probably is a sign, oh boy, you got clumps. <laughs> so that's what the cal when people get calcium scores. That's saying it probably means you have blockages or the yeah. beginnings of blockages. Uh, but if you have the blockages and don't know it and don't have the calcium, it's even more dangerous. But if this is damaging those linings, this is setting you up for everything bad. Uh, the one other very interesting thing, because this one, and funny thing is we had a few articles near each other that all refer to Mendelian genetics. genetics. So I went and looked up a little bit more about that. But basically what it's doing is when you do a controlled study, you know, you're controlling that some other thing isn't a variance. When they just look at a hundred, but you can't do a controlled study of 175,000 people, and you can't tell you people, we want you to do something that may kill you, uh, like start this nasty habit. So when you look at a big bunch of people who do do it, you want to uh, separate certain factors. Now, you can't separate every genetic factor, but neither does random population you're of trying course. to help, so that's fine. But what they did, what this means is they said, okay, so a certain amount of these people are chronic users. Could there be a gene that makes you much more likely to be an addict for this mm -hmm. that also causes problems? So they looked for these genes that could be, and then they accounted for it. So going, the effects of the chronic use are separated from genetics that might make you a chronic user that could be causing the problem whether you use it or not. Yes, and for clarification, they're using Mendelian genetics, but the uh, procedure that they're using for this study is Mendelian randomization, which removes the bias that we were just talking about. There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Colin Powell. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Robert Collier. Success seems to be largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. William Feather. Success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has overcome. Booker T. Washington. Much effort, much prosperity. Euripides. There is no success without hardship. Sophocles. In order to attain the impossible, one must attempt the absurd. Miguel de Cervantes. Achievement is talent plus preparation. Malcolm Gladwell. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Dwayne Johnson. Comfort is the enemy of achievement. Farrah Gray. Do you have a vision, a goal, a dream? Go for it. Now you. Set a goal, make a plan for achieving that goal, and go for it. If at first you don't succeed, try another way. 
So we talked about the negative, but there are some positives. And one of the studies is talking uh, based out of Massachusetts, and they did it uh, looking at the hospital system for people post-surgery after marijuana was legalized because they felt like, okay, well, if you're smoking more, you're more likely to probably come back post-surgery. And I would imagine people using marijuana for maybe sort of pain or, uh, you know, just general use. And they actually found that the individuals who used marijuana post-surgery but were not previously chronic users had better recoveries. Mm-hmm. That they were less likely to come back into the hospital and less ho- days of ho- hospital stay. But it didn't really go into detail about why exactly that was the case. Uh, they just said that there was some positive oh. effect. Okay. So I should say that you just jumped into the next article. Yes. <laughs> oh, the... Uh, okay, well, you know, that's what happens when you're doing articles of marijuana and you want to get a feel for it by... Uh, <sighs> and all of a sudden... And the borders between the articles kind of fade. Blends. <laughs> you know, so you go, does the marijuana make things better? And it reminds me of, uh, God, one of my early days in improv when I got stuck on stage as Prince Valiant in a scene. And they go, are you here to save us? And I go, I'm not Prince Valiant. I'm Prince Valium. I can't thank you and save you, but take these and you won't mind. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of it is the people who are really out of their minds may not be healthier, but they really don't care. (laughs) Very true. The, uh, okay, so let's uh, give a little uh, intro to the topic we wound up in the middle of. Uh, So this was the team of anesthesiologists at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, there's a mouthful in Boston, Um, they thought that people on, you know, well, cannabis, but we know they mean Mary Jane. Uh, They wanted to know if they would be more likely to have more post-operative problems and issues. So, and they included it as staying in the hospital longer, needing to come back to the hospital more often, sewing up in intensive care. So, uh, they did the, you know, these tests. I think they looked at data. They call them de-identified data, which means the names have been changed to remove protect the not innocent. Of 210,639 patients and they mentioned very specifically they all had surgery but none of it was cardiac surgery for some reason they didn't want to involve cardiac which was exactly what we were talking about in the last thing the cardiac effects yeah, so I wonder why go figure and they wanted to see if they had higher levels of discharge and they also divided it into uh well this is look at their somebody who did the percentages needed a little they said Seven point seven percent were uh, what would they say as had used it before surgery. Yeah, eighty six point six percent were non medical cannabis users, and they were by self reporting. Yeah, thirteen point four percent were diagnosed as having a, the disorder sure. we talked about before. Now, the interesting thing is if you add up 86.6 and 13.4, you get 100%. You don't need the next 7.7. So what they didn't explain 
was the 7.7 were from the other two groups. They weren't a separate group. Otherwise, you have more than 100% of yeah. people in the group accounted for. So, we get, uh, I get to pick on that. Um, okay, I'm not I don't think that's the researchers. I think that's whoever it wrote, wrote it. Article, yeah. Okay, so that also means that of those who used it before surgery, um, we don't know how many of those were casual users and how many of those were extreme users. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, th this was saying that it the those who were, you know, the, the occasional user had less, um, had better recoveries, less uh, cases of needing to go back, a shorter hospital stay, less general issues. So that being, so we definitely can separate people who are real abusers Either they, they have they so much that it's causing yeah. problems, or maybe their lives are such a mess that they don't take care of themselves and there are other conditions. So we'd have to, you know, you'd have to yeah. go. There's reason to think it causes something, but it needs more study. Mm -hmm. Ditto, the people who never use, because you could also find, well, people who never use, some of them are just, uh, I don't care if I don't need it, but a lot of them could be, they're so uh, finicky and scared about their health that they're scared to use it, and those are the same people who... Wait, wait, wait. Do you think I need to go back? I better go back. Yeah, so exactly. So their personality types, well, as a, this could be literal, if you have the same person who doesn't have a really bad problem, but has a little something, if they're mellower, they're not going to run in. So yeah. there could be a little effect on the very slight issues mm -hmm. of when we're going to come back or not. So there are a lot of things that can be going on. And as I say, they're not giving a, a definitive answer. They're just saying... Hey, look at what we found. More study to find out why and what uh, is involved. But one other thing they brought up is the anesthesia itself, and that can cause problems. And the prob having the the any drug interaction, having it too close beforehand, and I would you know can cause problems. You know, if recovery with infection with a whole bunch of things. And you would say, you know, I would almost assume without even thinking, I bet it does, or interactions. But I think someone who's nervous about their operation and drinks too much the day before is also going to have interactions. Oh, guarantee it. So the uh, findings from this are, we need to know more. There's interesting yeah, possibilities here. But they did talk about, uh, I mean, other studies, which we didn't exactly look at here, talking about the benefits of, um, well, they, they just say cannabis in general. But I believe it's mostly the CBD that has the benefit of um, reducing seizures for those who have epilepsy, uh, uh, improving insomnia, uh, OCD symptoms, uh, and they talk about gut inflammation. But I kind of find well, funny that... Something like OCD, I wouldn't be shocked though with THC, which psychoactive has yeah. some effect. Also with melanin, if you have a... Very responsible amount. <laughs> yes, and, and, they, and again, they're talking about cannabis in general, but they're not specifying, you know, which of the active ingredients uh, for even reducing gut inflammation. Those I know with people with celiacs and things like that have had benefits taking having marijuana. Though it's interesting that it, if if it is THC, that it's reducing inflammation in the gut while simultaneously increasing inflammation in epithelial cells. Okay, now, this is the funniest part of all. Normally at this time, 
we'd be moving on to the last topic. But my associate, who was forming and putting together, does a lot of work putting together the running order here, may have been a little too influenced by the topic of marijuana. And apparently, the next topic is also <laughs> the topic before this one, repeated. Well, it was just such a good it article was, that uh, I felt like it needed to be in there twice. No one can smoke just one. <laughs> well, Mark, I'm feeling pretty mellow right now. <laughs> no, we're not going to get Scooby Snacks. Oh! All jokes aside, everyone, thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of the Kinetic Live podcast. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, comments, things you want to discuss, please reach out to us at podcast at kineticlife.com. That's podcast at k-i-n-e-t-i-q life.com. Don't forget to share comment like tell your friends tell your family tell the mailman and we'll see you next time i'm your host mike shalavudis and i'm the guy next to him or actually across from him mark hertzberg take care everyone bye 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 the kinetic life podcast is sponsored by kinetic renew Kinetic Renew is a four-ounce shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long- and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew, and I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) It's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit KineticLife.com today. Log on now and use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's 30% off your order when you use promo code POD1. KineticLife.com. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com. Do it now. You're going to love Kinetic Renew. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. Oh, and there's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs. <laughs>